Hey, Disney Cruise fans, it's Wes. If you'd like to support the show, please consider booking your next Disney trip with us. We are independent travel agents affiliated with Mickey World Travel, a platinum Disney earmarked agency. Though we specialize in Disney cruises, we book all Disney destinations. We'll help you with all the planning details and make sure you don't miss out on anything important. Of course, if it is a Disney cruise, we'll give you some onboard credit up to $1,000 to spend on your trip. That's free money to spend on whatever you want just for booking with us. Spa treatments, port adventures, merchandise, adult dining experiences. It doesn't cost you anything to work with us, and you'll pay the same as if you book directly through Disney. So you might as well get some extra spending money to take with you. If you're interested, send me an email at Wes, W-E-S, at MickeyWorldTravel.com. And now, on to the show. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 132 of the DCL Dude Podcast. My name is Wes, and in today's episode, we are going to finally be kicking off our DCL 101 series. So, I mentioned this on a previous show, but when I started this podcast back in October of 2017, and I can't believe that it was that long ago, but one of my goals was to make this podcast a resource for people who were looking for information on cruising with Disney Cruise Line. Uh, at the start, we did lots of informational episodes with specific topics and covered all the basics. <laughs> I don't necessarily recommend going back and listening to those episodes because uh, a lot has changed over the years just in terms of sound quality and, and stuff like that. But it, by all means, if you, if you want to go back into the archives, go check those out. Uh, but we are now five and a half years into the show and it has been an amazing journey so many great guests so many great conversations i've learned a ton of things myself and i hope that many of you have learned a ton of things about disney cruise line as well but i've been feeling lately that we're we're long overdue for some episodes covering the essentials for those newer cruisers so in this series we are going back to the basics my uh, my plan is to kind of mix these in with, uh, you know, in between the normal episodes over the next several uh, weeks and months. So hopefully there'll be some great content for both new and experienced cruisers over the next couple weeks. And speaking of you seasoned, experienced cruisers, hopefully there'll be some things in these 101 episodes that'll be helpful for you. So I would really appreciate it if you would, you know, would continue to tune into these. Throughout the series, we're going to cover lots of different topics like how to choose a stateroom, how to book a cruise, similarities and differences between the Disney ships, ports of call, booking port adventures and onboard activities, completing online check-in, things to do on board, and, and tons of different topics like that. So if you're listening and there's something specific that you would like us to cover, please send me a message and I'll be sure to include it in one of the episodes. I'm hoping to keep them relatively short and to the point but if you need us to dig into something uh that we talk about a little bit further just just let me know and i'd be happy to do that so i didn't want to do these by myself so i have asked my wife Alyssa, if she would join me in each of these 101 uh series episodes uh throughout the series and she kindly agreed we've done quite a few cruises together and uh every time she comes on the show i get really great feedback so i am looking forward to having her on regularly Liz, thanks for coming on. Thanks for being a part of this. Hey. That's it? You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> 
Quick side note before we get started. Uh, my family was in Southern California a couple weeks ago. We stayed a few days at the Grand Californian, which we loved, and we spent two days in the park. So one day at uh, Disney California Adventure uh, and one day at Disneyland. And then we visited some friends, and, and uh, we went to the San Diego Zoo. So we had a, a really fun trip. Uh, but Liz, tell everyone what you said about doing a trip like we did versus taking a cruise. We had a great week, but um, on the last day, yeah, I think I looked over at you and said, let's never not cruise again. <laughs> like, are we in agreement? Which like, was, oh. yeah, which was music to my ears. I mean, I, the, I, I love these, I love spending time in the parks. It's awesome. But it's just, it's just different when we're cruising. And I, I'm going to kind of get into it a little bit here. But Les, what, what would you say is a reason, like, why did you say that? What, what do you... What do you like most about cruising versus, you know, spending days in the parks or any other type of vacation? I mean, generally speaking, this is kind of a vague answer, but at the end of every cruise, we are very sad and upset that it's ending. And (laughs) no matter how long our cruise (laughs) is, we wish it could be longer. Um, And at the end of this vacation, even though we did have fun times, the the last day we were all ready to go home. And I said, <laughs> I don't think we've ever said we're ready to go home on a cruise. For sure. And we were, re- we were ready at the end of yeah. this. We just wanted to be home. Right. Granted, we did have a few things go sort of not our way. Alyssa and my son both got sick. And so we spent some time in some, uh, some urgent cares and in some pharmacies and it just, a lot of things didn't go kind of as we as we expected, but we still we still made the best of it and uh, and made a good uh, made made uh, made good memories. But one of the things that I really like about cruising, or actually, I'm going to go through a few things that I really like about cruising. One is just the convenience of it. So in general, the only logistics that you have to plan is getting to and from the ship. Right? I mean, there's. there's it's pretty, it's, it's, it's almost as simple as that, right? Yeah, pretty much. And of course there are other things you can do, but if you do nothing else, you will still have an amazing time. Yeah. So like when we went to Disneyland, the rental car situation was quite the fiasco. We, you know, we had to take a shuttle to the rental and and I, I get it. Some people do rent cars to drive out to the port. And so there is, there is some logistics that you have to figure out there. But if you were to use the Disney cruise transportation, it's super simple. Uh, we do that a lot so we don't have to bring car seats. Um, but, you know, that's one thing. But then hotels and then having to deal with traffic and figuring out the parking situation. And there's just so many logistics that you have to figure out when you're doing um, a vacation that's not a cruise. And and we even went to some places that weren't kind of in the Disney bubble. Uh, so, you know, that added to, added to it. But it was just – I love the convenience of cruising and really – once you're on the ship, like once you've gotten to the ship, everything at that point is pretty much settled. And typically, you're probably not flying into LAX to go on a cruise, so <laughs> right. that in itself is a headache. <laughs> yeah, LAX. Yeah, we. I mean, they, they got a lot of construction and stuff going on there, but it was uh, quite the experience flying into LAX. And also, the other thing that kind of goes along with convenience, it's just it's so much more relaxing than a W than a the a Walt Disney World vacation or really like insert destination vacation, right? Because there's, you know, there's a whole lot less planning. It's a lot less, 
go, go, go. What do we do next? You know, on to the next thing. So, you know, it's one of the things I love about cruising is just having a chance to relax a little bit. Anything else about convenience? Um, even packing what to bring, is, mm. I think, is easier. Um, I mean, unless you're cruising to Alaska, you can pretty much pack the same <laughs> thing on all of your cruises. And um, I guess we'll talk about cruising. I mean, packing on a future episode. But one one of the episode, one of the points that you made while, while we were on this trip is, you know, we were very much living out of a suitcase, whereas on a cruise we like to unpack yeah. and kind of move into our stateroom and right the very and first night we each yeah. take a couple drawers and are completely unpacked and i have everything in order of who's going to wear what on what day yeah yeah, yeah. that'll be a good future episode uh I'll, i'm gonna write that down actually because you, you do a great job at uh at packing I, I mean i do a great job at packing for our trips right your backpack <laughs> with headphones in it i think is what you pack <laughs> Uh, yeah. So Lissa, I, we wouldn't be able to go on trips without, uh, without my wife's packing <laughs> skills. So, uh, one thing we absolutely missed is the warm weather. So we typically cruise to warm weather destinations. We're going to Alaska this, uh, this summer. So that, you know, obviously is an exception, but we missed the warm weather. It actually snowed in Southern California while we were there. So lucky us. Uh, so, and that, you know, that's not specific to cruising, but we do tend to, to cruise to warm weather destinations so we can escape the, the New England winters, right? And they usually are warm no matter where you go on cruises, yeah. majority of them. Yep. Um, and then the, the last thing that I, I wanted to say about cruising and that'll kind of get us into this week's topic is budgeting. And so one thing that I, I like to say is if, if you wanted to spend nothing else on your vacation beyond your cruise, you could do that. Like if you if you if you purchase your cruise and and you know that's what you have budgeted, you can go on a, an amazing cruise vacation and and really not spend a whole lot of extra money. And we'll get into what's included uh, on the cruise, but obviously there's airfare and you know transportation to and from the 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 port but <laughs> a lot of times i'll get home fr- from these other vacations and i'll look at our credit card statement and i'm just like <laughs> what happened here where did where did this where did this spiral out of control I, i'm not sure where where it happened um we're on a cruise you, i don't know it, you sort of the costs are more known before the vacation starts and really the biggest variable expense for us is food and merchandise, because we never know how much we're actually going to spend on merchandise. It kind of depends on uh, what what the offerings are while we're while we're there. Um, but food is a huge one, and on a cruise, and I'll talk about it in a second. Like the food is included, and then of course, if you wanted to add port adventures and transportation and prepaid gratuities and uh, and all that stuff, like. But for the most part, you know, going into your vacation, kind of what what you're going to spend. Would you agree? Yeah, and I would also say you could have an amazing cruise with no port adventures. We've done that before. Right. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. You know, you you know ahead of time. And even if you book a port adventure, you could see what the cost is, and you know what you're going to be spending going into it. Yeah. So, uh, so I, from a budgeting perspective, a cruise uh, makes a whole lot of sense. So this all kind of leads us into what we're going to talk about in this first DCO 101 episode, um, and that is what is included in a Disney cruise. And so we're going to cover all the things that are included in the cost of your cruise, and then we'll kind of 
kind of do it in parallel with some additional things that you might be interested in doing on a cruise that that'll cost you on top of what you've already paid. But um, we're gonna so we're gonna cover what's included and then you know talk about some things that you might want to spend that are not included. Uh, so I, I've broken this out really into, I think it's five categories, maybe six. I, I don't know how many categories it is, but it, I, we're doing it by categories. So the first one is food and drink. And if, you, <laughs> if you've ever been on a Disney cruise, you know, but one of my hobbies on a cruise is just eating. Like you just, <laughs> you feel like, <laughs> it, it probably, you would say the same too, right? Definitely. Yeah, you. I. I just feel like every, <laughs> your your day is kind of planned by what am I eating when, and then after you eat, it's like what are we doing before we eat again. So it's that's like yes, how you schedule your days, right? Yep, that's how we plan your outfits too. <laughs> so true. Yes. Yes. Which exactly. restaurant do we have tonight, and what are we going to wear? And yep. What's the theme tonight? Yep. Yep. So the nice thing about um, food and drink on a Disney cruise is you can eat all that you want without paying anything extra. So all the main dining restaurants, um, uh, quick service stations, cabanas, Marceline Market on the Wish, room service, uh, the, the, ca- the buffet on Castaway Key. There's some character dining experiences on certain cruises, the soft serve ice cream. There is tons of variety, and it's all included in the cost of your cruise. And to me, I think the food quality is very, very good. And so, But I'm, I'm not so much a picky eater. Liz, what would you say about the food quality on a Disney cruise? The quality is great. And also, I'm, so I'm a very picky eater, and I've never gone <laughs> hungry. Even if I've ordered something and it came and I was like, nope, I'm not touching that. They will bring me something else. I've even ordered off the kids menu before. I'm like, you know what? Tonight I'm just going to have a cheeseburger off the kids menu. They accommodate. If you want two different entrees, they're going to accommodate. Right. If you need something from a different restaurant, they're going to go get it. Yep. And, and and that's a great point too is, you know, um, one, of the th- one of the things that's great about Disney Cruises, we, we sailed with some friends – it's been a couple years now, but you know they're looking at the menu and they're like, "I, I want, I want, I really want to try this, but I also like this." And I, it's just like, "We'll get all of it, get as much as you want," and they'll, you know, they will bring it to you. Um, and you're not going to go hungry on a Disney cruise. So lots, lots of, uh, lots of availability there. Mickey bars can be available upon request. So at dinner yes. time, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say it's not typically advertised, but right. We have been laying by a pool one day and been like, hey, to the bartender, like, anywhere we can get a Mickey bar? And they went and found one for us. <laughs> right. Exactly. And, and no, no extra cost. Yep. Yeah. And so, you know, if you don't, if there's something that you want and you don't see it on a menu or, you know, it's not kind of right in front of you, readily available, just ask someone and, and they'll, you know, the worst they can tell you is that they can't find it. But yes, we have had situations where we wanted a Mickey bar. We were just sitting by the pool grabbed a server, and uh, he made it happen for us. So don't be afraid to ask for something if there's something that you want. Uh, fountain sodas and beverages. Uh, the uh, Disney Cruise Line currently serves Coca-Cola products. Um, a lot of – I shouldn't say a lot. Others, there are other cruise lines that you make you purchase packages for, for things like this. But on Disney Cruises, fountain sodas and beverages are included. Uh, you can get them in the main dining restaurants. You can get them on the pool decks. One thing to keep in mind, though, is – Soda is not free uh, when you order it from room service. So they'll actually bring you cans of soda uh, if you order it with room service. 
and it'll show up on your stateroom bill. So just keep that in mind. If you want something to drink during your uh, and you order room service, my recommendation is just walk up, you know, a few foot of stairs and, and grab a, grab some cups from the um, from the soda station on on the pool deck. But just something to keep in mind. Some other things that are not included in terms of dining, uh, you're going to be your adult dining experiences. So Paolo, Remy, Enchante, uh, on the Wish, those are not going to be included in the cost of your cruise. Those will be an extra charge. And we'll get into booking those uh, those types of experiences in a later episode. Uh, you can, there are places where you can get specialty treats. So like Vanellope's, Sweet on You, Joyful Sweets, uh, <laughs> Wheezy's Freezies, which I, I, that's the, um, uh, that's the new one on the wish. I, did we try that? It's like the, uh, we went in there, but I don't think we actually bought anything. Okay. It's like gelato. It, gelato, right? No, no. That's the, that's the Joyful Sweets. Wheezy's Freezies oh, was on yeah, the other right. end, like right outside the pool deck. It's like a, it's like a stand there. And I think that, you know, it was smoothies and stuff like that and then frozen treats is is a similar one on the on the dream and the fantasy i believe so those those things are not included movie theater snacks is you know as i like to refer to them so anything that you can get outside the theaters uh, i believe it's um uh, preludes preludes is that right yep yeah yep. preludes on at least on the 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 four original ships, I, I I don't remember if they call it preludes on the wish. It wasn't listed on the website, so I couldn't remember. But anyway, if you purchase popcorn or kind of packaged candy, canned soda from there, that's not included. Of course, alcoholic beverages. That's something that comes up quite a bit um, in in questions that that people send to us. Disney Cruise Line currently has no alcohol packages, so that's different than a lot of the other cruise lines. But they do have some ways that they try to make alcohol a little bit less expensive on kind of like the per-purchase cost. So they have drinks of the day. Every day they have a different drink of the day, which, you you know, are a little bit less expensive than uh, the other drink, you know, cocktails that you can get. I think they're like really sweet and really fruity, but some people, you know, a lot of people like them and they come in a, a special cup. Uh, they have another, uh, for beer drinkers, they have a, a special where if you buy a 20-ounce beer mug, you can get refills for the cost of a, I believe it's a 12-ounce. And, you know, you get to you get to bring the beer the, the mug home with you uh, at the end of your cruise. You just turn it in after, you, after you're done with it, and they give you a new one when you, uh, when you get a new one. Uh, you could also buy a, a, a Disney Cruise Line cooler with a certain amount of beers. Not sure if the per serving cost is lower than buying them individually. I think they are, but I, I, I can't say for, sh- for sure. But those those coolers are kind of cool, right? <laughs> no pun intended. I think one time we really wanted one of those coolers. Do you remember this? I think we were on Serenity Bay. And we wanted one of the coolers and didn't want 12 beers, or however many, <laughs> six right. beers were. Yeah. And we were like handing them out to people on Serenity Bay. We're like, we just want the cooler. Yeah, I do remember that. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but the cooler is great. I mean, we still we still use it. And it's, it's I don't know, it's it seems pretty high quality to me. And the new one, the at least the one that we saw on The Wish the last time we were uh, we were on, it's they're nice. I like them. Yeah. Uh, you can also bring your own alcohol on board. And so each person can bring either two bottles of wine or a six pack per person. And then that's also per port of call. So if you brought that on on embarkation and then you got off the ship in Nassau and went to a local brewery or something there, you could get 
again, two bottles of wine per person or a six pack of beer and bring that on. So, you know, if you wanted to bring alcohol on, that's a way you can uh, lower the cost of that. There's, you could also bring it to dinner. They do charge a, I believe it's a $25 corking fee. Um, if you bring your own wine to dinner, uh, if you bring liqueurs or spirits on board, they will take those from you and, and store them until the end of your cruise. So just keep that in mind. Oh, one th- one other thing I want to mention about the alcohol policy. So they they used to have these captain's receptions on board, and I, I I'm not sure if they're still doing these on longer cruises. I believe they might be, um, but I know that they are being brought back for the silver anniversary at sea um, uh, celebrations that are you know this coming summer. So on those events, they have typically offered a limited selection of complimentary alcoholic beverages. And also there's usually a DVC welcome reception that happens at the beginning of the cruise. We haven't been to one of those in a while, but they used to offer, I think it was like a drink of the day at one of those. So there are opportunities sometimes to get complimentary alcohol, which (laughs) anytime you hear the word complimentary and Disney, you should, I feel like you should jump on that and take advantage of it. So just look. There's also... Usually at those things, there's also usually um, characters there, and it's a smaller crowd, right. so you can usually get like a character picture. I think we've done Pluto and Chippendale at those type of things. Easy way to see a character without waiting in a long line. Yep. I was also going to mention with movie theater snacks, you can also bring your own on board, and we always get suckered into before a show going to Preludes and getting you know a popcorn bucket and a soda or whatever, but. <laughs> If we really wanted to save money, and we probably should do this, it's a good point. You can just just bring in your own candy and whatever any whatever movie theater snacks you like to have for when you're watching a show. Yep, that's right. And then the last thing uh, that I thought of as it comes as it relates to food and drink um, that you would be an additional charge is coffee upgrades. And trust me, you're gonna want to upgrade your coffee because the <laughs> the free coffee is uh, is 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 leaves a lot to be desired. But you can get coffee at like the cove cafe um the vista cafe on the dream and fantasy and there's a couple other baristas around the disney wish i don't remember what their specific names are but there's you know there's several places to get kind of upgraded coffee and at each of those you can get a coffee card so if you buy so many coffees i think it's i think it's five if you buy five you get one free and it used to be transferable across cruises so you could kind of keep the card with you and if you remember to bring it on your next one they would continue to punch it so um I, I I believe that's still the case. So just, uh, you know, something to keep in mind as well. We'll have to test it out in June. For sure. Definitely have to. Uh, I, uh, actually, that reminds me. I, I feel like I have my card somewhere. I got to find that. And, you do. You definitely saved yeah, it. Yeah, I did. I, I think I saved it so that I could bring it on the next one. Um, so the next thing that is included in the cost of your cruise is pretty much all the onboard entertainment. The vast majority of onboard activities and you know just things that you're going to want to do is included in the cost of your cruise so we're talking uh the broadway style stage shows which you should definitely make a point to attend every one of those if you haven't seen them already they are fantastic they offer first run movies in the buena vista theater on um on the older ships and in the neverland and wonderland theaters on the wish Character interactions they have all throughout your cruise, on every day of your cruise. 
deck parties, fireworks at sea, which is um, unique to Disney Cruise Line, uh, water coasters and slides, activities for all ages, trivia, karaoke, game shows, things like that. So tons of tons of activities and entertainment um, that, that that's all included in the cost of your cruise. Did I miss anything in terms of free entertainment? I don't think so. No. I there's, I mean, generally like speaking, comedians. Yeah, I mean, that's all exactly. Just the same. Generally speaking, onboard entertainment doesn't cost anything additional. Bingo is one thing that I could think of that comes with an additional charge. And then on the Dream and the Fantasy on Goofy Sports Deck, they have these virtual sports simulators. So golf, soccer, baseball, basketball, hockey, football. Um, they those you would sign up for in advance uh when your booking window opens and and those have an additional charge but that's that's all really that i could come up with i guess if you want to throw in like adult beverage tastings you could you know you could group that in with this category that'll be an extra charge um but for the most part the entertainment is included uh, the youth spaces. So Disney Cruise Line is obviously very known for its its youth spaces. The Oceaneer Club, the Oceaneer Lab, Edge, Vibe, and the Wish has the Hideaway, which is for the you know for the older teens that are you know between teens and adults. Um, no cost for kids to spend time in those spaces. The one thing as it relates to kids that will be an extra charge is the 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 nursery. So it's a small world nursery does have a charge. It's four dollars and fifty cents per half hour for the first child, and then if you have additional children that are uh, will, will be spending time in the nursery, it's four dollars per half hour for any kid on top of the first one. Um, and then and you can book that stuff when your Castaway Club booking window opens. So if you want to take advantage of the nursery, that's the one thing as it relates to kids' spaces that is going to cost you something extra. So moving on, we're going to go to fitness. I actually get this question quite a bit. Does it cost anything to use the fitness center? And the answer is no. There's no charge for the fitness center. So that'll be like your cardio and weight training equipment. Um, And then, you know, there's a sports deck on each chip. Uh, you know, have multi-purpose courts for things like soccer and basketball. There is a running track on all the ships except for the Wish, and <laughs> I know that's a that's kind of a, a a sore subject for a lot of people because I, I still don't understand why they didn't uh, include that on the Wish, but it is what it is. But there are tons of fitness options that would not cost you anything extra. Uh, there's they a, have a yeah, schedule of daily classes too: yoga classes, cardio classes. Um, that you can it'll just be right on your navigator what yep. classes are going on that day that's right yep you can just find those on the navigator and attend those also there's a castaway key 5k which i i really hope they bring back like the formal 5k at some point because it's i don't know it you can still the way it works now is you just you, you kind of just run it on your own and then you go and pick up the the metal i believe it's at the the bike rental stand um but I don't know. There's just something about signing up for it and like everyone meets, used to meet in one place and you all used to go out together and kind of start. And, and it just feels more like a race when everyone's doing it, right? Versus you're just kind of running it on your own. And I I don't know. Maybe maybe it's not such a big deal. But I, I, I like the formal the formal run a lot better than the way it is now. I also think they could... There's a way to do both. They could be like, yeah, oh for sure. It starts at this time, 
if you can't or don't want to do it at this time, you know, do it at your own time and let us know you did it. <laughs> yeah, right. And I'm not I'm not really sure why they haven't brought it back. I, I don't know if it's like a, a crowd thing and, you know, they, they're trying they're still don't want to. I, I have no idea. That doesn't make sense because they're, you know, packing people into the Walt Disney Theater and places like that. So I, I don't know why they haven't brought it back, but I, I hope I hope that they do at some point. Um, so that's, let's see, one, two, three, four. Oh, so I do have five categories. And the last category that I wanted to mention, um, is port adventures. And I know I talked about, talk, you know, the whole purpose of this episode is kind of what's included in the cost of your cruise and port adventures, generally speaking, are going to cost you extra, but they're, I specifically wanted to, to to mention Castaway Key and even you know Lighthouse Point at some point here in the in the in the future, um, next summer. Amenities the the amenities on Castaway Key are basically an extension of what is available to you on the ship. So if it doesn't cost you anything on board, it's likely not going to cost you anything on the island. And so they have you know they have the the um, the, the youth activities counselors go ashore and you can check your kids in there the same way you can do that. Uh, on the ship they have um uh, uh like a water play facility it, it has a name do you remember the name of it oh uh no marge's barges right yeah it's it, it's it's marge's barges they also have the pelican plunge slides on castaway key uh which my kids really enjoy emily <laughs> last time she was there she said she didn't like the dark one she liked the the light one right <laughs> do you remember no. saying that yeah, no so there's her. one that's there's one that's fully kind of enclosed and then there's one that the top is open and so she she liked the one that was open that's awesome uh, though it's like a more. jungle gym in the middle of the yeah, ocean it, yeah it's cool uh so you know lots of stuff to do on castaway key and you know if you were to visit a just a, a Caribbean destination or something like that, and were just to visit a a beach, you probably would have to, you know, rent beach chairs and umbrellas, and and you you'd certainly have to buy food. You don't have to do that any of that on Castaway Key. You know, there's tons of beach chairs and umbrellas. There's hammocks even if you if you want to you know if you're lucky to get one of those. The buffet at Cookies and Cookies Two. There's a buffet out on Serenity Bay. Usually it's pretty good food. I the last time we were there, it wasn't. Um, but I'm not gonna, you know, completely cast judgment on the way it is now because uh, you know one bad experience that we had. I, I I'm I'm willing to give it another chance. How about, are are you? That was yeah. That was weird. It was I'm, weird. I mean, yeah. yeah. I won't judge it until we try it again. But the last time we went, it definitely felt like cafeteria food more so than it ever has before. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, and so there, there are things on Castaway Key that have an extra charge, but you can have a great day without spending any extra money on Castaway Key. Um, you know, it's it's just a fun, it's just a really fun island, especially if you want to have you know just kind of a beach day experience. And then you, there's also the option of just staying on the ship, which if that's something you want to do, you can enjoy all the ship's amenities while the ship is docked at Castaway Key because most people are getting off the the ship at least for a little bit in Castaway Key. Um, The port adventures at all ports of call in general come with additional charge. I I mentioned that before. Um, What I recommend is, you know, research the port ahead of time and find things that are sort of, you know, if you're not, if you're not looking to spend money, just research the port ahead of times and find things that are available within walking distance. A lot of, um, a lot of these ports will have, 
shops and and restaurants and and beaches and whatever that are within walking distance you just have to sort of research them a, uh, a little bit ahead of time so that is what i had in terms of what's included on a disney cruise and you know the within the five categories is there anything you can think of that i missed less i was just wanting to add that um in castaway key even if you want to spend money on something. The things that you can spend money on in Castaway Key are way more affordable than at other ports. Um, like we usually rent bikes and that's just like a few dollars per person or snorkel gear or floats. Um, and they're, I feel like those are way more reasonable than if you were to do you know, some yeah. with dolphins and that's our, <laughs> you know, a couple hundred dollars, True. but yeah. Yeah. Definitely like a lower, um, kind of low key activities, but yes, it doesn't, it's, it's, it's pretty affordable. It doesn't, it's not going to cost you a whole lot of money. So, um, something to keep in mind there. So that's what I had for a list of, uh, of things that are included on the cost of your cruise. Um, like I said, at the very beginning, I believe, I, I truly believe if you kind of wanted to budget ahead of time, you know the cost of your cruise, you know the cost of your port adventures, you know what's going to cost you um, to, you know, to get to and from the port, flights, all that stuff. Once you have all that figured out, if you wanted to do your cruise and not spend any additional money, I, you know, you could do it. So there's lots that's included. Um, and, you know, I, I think a, a Disney Cruise Line is a great vacation to consider if you're looking to, if you have a budget that you need to stick to, I know that the cost of the cruise might be a different thing and you may be priced out just because Disney Cruise Line's pricing is uh, is getting crazy. But um, once you know, once you are have accepted all the costs, you can have a great vacation without spending any additional money. Would you agree? Yeah. If you can have better discipline than we can because we can't go in those shops. <laughs> That's so true. And not buy another spirit jersey. <laughs> <laughs> But if you don't need all of the Disney Cruise Line merch, <laughs> you can definitely save some money. Would you say that is our biggest weakness? Yeah. That's certainly mine. I yeah. I am I am I wouldn't say I'm like frugal, but when it comes to spending money on things, I just there's not a lot of stuff that I need. And for some reason, I need all of the Disney Cruise merchandise. I need all of you it. You know, it just feels really exclusive because you can't get, <laughs> a, you yeah, can't get right. most of exactly. it on, on like shopdisney.com, especially the Castaway Key stuff. Right. You can't get Castaway Key merch anywhere else. So I just feel like I have to buy all the things because I, yeah. if I don't, I'm, I have missed out. Yeah. So. I mean, we're pretty good. Like we don't have to, we typically don't spend more on food. We are definitely satisfied with the main dining restaurants and but that merchandise gets us. Sure does. <laughs> but how about how about a little plug? If you book with us, then you get on board credit and you can buy the merchandise. Nice. You'll be on board credit. Nice. I like I didn't even I didn't even put that in <laughs> your notes. So I know. Well done. Well done there. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that's true. Well, if you book a cruise with us, we'll give you some onboard credit to spend, and it you know it could go toward the cost of those things that we talked about. So then you walk away paying nothing extra. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, good point. 
All right. That's it. That's it for uh, the first episode of the DCL 101 series. Thanks, Liz, for having this conversation. Anytime. All right. And uh, we'll talk to you again next time. All right. See ya. As a reminder, you can connect with the show by following along on Twitter at the DCL Dude or by liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash DCL Dude Podcast. Please feel free to ask a question, leave a comment, drop a note, or share the podcast with your followers. I'd also be very grateful if you could rate the podcast on iTunes and leave a review. Of course, if there's anything I can do to improve your listening experience, please let me know. Thanks so much for listening. <music>